For years, people have played video games to escape the world they live in and to occupy their minds. It's the year 2030, and video games have become an essential part of people's lives. Although the world may be moving more towards the digital age, there's still one step to take, and one man that aims to be behind it. On a big computer screen a Red Ranger with a suit patterned off a sparrow is fighting a group of henchmen with a sword in his hand. Behind the screen is a middle-aged African-American male with black glasses clothed in a red dress shirt, black slacks, and dress shoes sitting in a chair with a video game controller in his hand. He says, I might just beat my own high score again, let's see what another slash would do. He is then interrupted by a woman dressed in a purple hoodie, sweatpants, and blue dress shoes who is also of African-American descent, she says. Maxwell, isn't today your big day? You have all the developers gathered in the other room waiting. Maxwell replies. I was just trying to clear my mind before the big reveal today, Grace. Grace then says. We've spent almost a year working on this. I hope it's a success. Maxwell then says. Don't stress over it. I know it will be. We put all of our work into it. I'm about to turn this off and get ready. Grace then says, Hurry up. We can't keep them waiting any longer. Meanwhile, an African-American man dressed in a red karate uniform named Jackson is teaching a class in the dojo of Hans Karate Academy. The kids are practicing breaking boards. All the kids are succeeding but one is struggling. Jackson turns to see a short. Hispanic, stocky teenager with brown spiky hair steaming with anger. Jackson walks up to him and says, David, are you okay? David replies, No, I can't break this stupid board. It's really annoying. Jackson then says, Maybe you should calm down and focus more on your goal. David replies, I am. Don't you see that's what I'm doing, Sensei? Jackson then says, Move over. Let me show you. Once you calm down and not let your anger control your thoughts, then you can be more focused. Jackson then chops the board and breaks it with ease. Jackson then sets up another board and says, Now, you try. David replies, Okay. And takes a deep breath. David then chops the board and breaks it. David says, I did it since Jackson. You're the best. Jackson then says, You achieved that. I did nothing but just steer you in the right direction. David then bows his head in respect for Jackson. Jackson then says, Alright guys, class is over. I'll see you guys tomorrow. As Jackson is packing his stuff up he spots two big and tall muscular men in tuxedos watching him outside with shades on. One is of African American and the other is of Samoan descent. Jackson walks up to them and says, Roderick and Stone, you do know that I can handle myself. Roderick says, Kid, your dad pays us and we owe it to him to do our job. And besides, your dad doesn't even know you train in martial arts. Jackson replies, Yeah, yeah, okay. But when danger arrives, I'll show you guys and my dad that I can clearly handle things myself. Roderick replies, Well, when that happens, 
We both will be out of our jobs. Roderick then says, Now come on, your dad wants you to see the breakthrough today. Jackson says, I hope this is actually worth seeing. The three head towards the Jacobs Vision Building which is one of the biggest skyscrapers in the city. The three step inside the building and use their key passes to get into it. The three then step on the elevator and it stops on the top floor and the door opens leading them to a room. Jackson looks at his dad and says, Dad, what are you and Grace working on? Maxwell responds and says, Son, I'm working on a technology that will take game into a new era. Jackson replies, You always say that. Maxwell then says, Son, I know, but this time gaming will truly be changed forever. Jackson then says, Mrs. Grace, make sure he doesn't destroy the building. Grace then replies, Jax, that's what I'm here for. Jackson laughs and says, <laughs> Hey, Dad, what's this contraption? Maxwell looks with an excited expression on his face and says, Son, you gotta see this. This is the virtual transporter. This is supposed to transport humans like me and you into the digital dimension. This will help transport us humans into video games. The first game will be my upcoming title, Power Rangers Digital Beast. We are testing it with myself right now. Jackson says, Oh, that weird game where an avatar of our world joins the animal people to fight an invading threat of their world? Maxwell replies, Yes, son, and they are called Edenites. Now step aside and go sit next to the developers. Jackson says, All right, mad scientist. Maxwell steps inside the machine. The machine's appearance is that of a chamber and it takes up a quarter of the wall it's on. Maxwell says, Oh, okay, Grace, make sure all systems are up and ready. When I say pull the lever, close the door and pull it. Grace replies, Oh, okay. Maxwell then turns around and says, Developers and my lovely assistant, you are about to witness history in gaming as I, a mortal man, am about to enter a video games world and experience it. As the crowd cheers, Maxwell steps inside the chamber and then Grace closes the door and pulls the lever on the machine. As the machine starts up, Grace looks at the computer and says, Guys, it's transporting him. It's at 30%. And watches the numbers on the machine move. Grace then says, Now it's at 50%. And the machine then powers up as it is moving towards 100 present. Grace says, It's almost there. It's at 80%. Jackson replies, It's actually working. The machine then begins malfunctioning and the computers start to go haywire. Debris starts to fall from the building and the machine begins to erupt. Grace says, Jackson, Everybody, evacuate the building now. This thing is about to explode. While that is occurring in the distant land of Eden, a world that resembles a three-dimensional video game that is decorated with stone homes, beautiful scenery, and the most beautiful plants that one could lay eyes on. The land also has statues and clothing that are modeled after animals that are displayed across the world to pay respect to the being's culture. Four beings who resemble humans of different ethnicities gather wearing black armor with gold side plates that sport a logo of their respective tribes on them. The logos are those of a deer, lion, leopard, and dolphin. Alexa says, I wonder what the masters will be teaching us today. As she walks through the forest with three others, 
Colby replies. Well, hopefully they teach us how to find the Avatar. Lyon then says. Yeah. We've been waiting too long to try out the combination techniques. Becky then says. They did say that the Avatar would come to us instead of us finding it. Colby then says. We're going to be waiting for years to the Chaos Squadron is already starting to get the upper hand against us, guys. A huge explosion then occurs ahead. Lyon says. Speaking of them. Alexa replies, Come on, guys! The four then run towards it. When they arrive at the scene, a creature with inferno-like skin and orange eyes who resembles a dragon turns around and says, Rangers, I see you showed up to witness your destruction. Colby then sarcastically says, Oh no, it's not this guy again. Lyon then says, Roger, it's time we pack you. And you're whipping boys up again. Alexa then says, Let's morph! The four then pull out four prism-shaped devices that resemble handheld gaming consoles, slide different colored cartridges inside the sides of them and press a button on them. As they're in the process of morphing their bodies begin being dissolved by a light. Back in the building Jackson says, I'm not leaving my dad here. I gotta get him out of the transporter. Grace replies, Jackson, listen, there's nothing we can do. We have to go. Jackson then says, No, I'm going to save him. Roderick and Stone then run after him, grab him, and carry him outside the building while being followed by the other developers. The police and fire department arrive and make sure people have evacuated the area where the explosion occurred. Grace, the bodyguards, workers, and Jackson come back to the scene. Jackson says, I can't. I can't believe Dad is gone. I don't know what to do. He was always there to look after me. Grace then looks at Jackson as he looks distraught and starts crying. Grace goes over and comforts him. Grace says, Don't worry, Jax. I'm going to be here for you no matter what. We're going to carry out your father's legacy. Jackson looks up at her and says, You're all I've got left since mom and dad are gone. Grace looks at the firefighter and he says, Ma'am, I think you might want to see what we found under the rubble. The two then run over to see what he is referring to. Grace then looks over and asks Maxwell, How the hell did you survive that? Jackson runs over to Maxwell and hugs him as if it was going to be the last hug they ever had. Jackson says, Dad, I thought you were gone. I'm so grateful you're still here. Maxwell replies, Yeah, I thought I was gone too, but the chamber I was inside must have protected me from the impact of the blast. The firefighter had to pry open the door and get me out of it. One of the firefighters walks over to Maxwell and says, Well, sir, we couldn't recover anything from the explosion. You should call your insurance company to help deal with the rest. We're heading out now. Maxwell replies, Who needs insurance when you have a backup plan? Jackson looks at him and says, What do you mean by backup plan, Dad? Maxwell then pulls a remote out his pocket and presses the button and an underground cave opens up. The same firefighter then says, Well, it looks like you've got this handled. The police and fire department then leave. 
Maxwell says, Every second when something dies, something new is born. Grace looks at him and says, You've had an underground base this entire time, and you didn't tell us? Roderick says, Yes, sir. Don't you think that's a bit shady? Maxwell looks at everybody and says, Calm down now, everybody. This is a place where I do my private studies, and I was only ever going to reveal it if something as catastrophic as we just witnessed happened today. Maxwell says, Now, everyone, this will be our new base of operations. I'm sorry if I've kept this from you, but it was the only place where I could get some privacy. But now, since we don't have any headquarters, it will serve as such. As Maxwell finishes speaking, four different colored lights appear out the middle of nowhere and manifests into four beings. Maxwell says, What in the hell just happened? Are those really characters from my game? Grace then faints while Jackson and everyone else has a look of shock on their face. Later that day Grace is woken up by Jackson and is laying in the bed in one of the rooms in the base. Jackson says, Mrs. Grace, Dad needs you in the other room. The two then walk towards the main room of the base and look at Maxwell speaking to the four beings. Maxwell says, It's good you've woken up Grace, now we have to get to the problem at hand. So you four telling me you were transported from your dimension with the machine I built that's now destroyed and now you need my help getting back home? One of the beings then looks over and says loudly, Creator, you haven't even let us introduce ourselves yet. The other being then responds and says, Shut up, Leon. The two then look at each other as if they're going to engage in a fight and Maxwell stops them and says, I know you four's names. Me and Grace created you with the help of our team. Lion then says, So can we call her co-creator? Grace then responds and says, No, my name is Grace. And everybody, this is Leon of the Lion Tribe, Colby of the Deer Tribe, Becky of the Leopard Tribe, and Alexa of the Dolphin Tribe. I know this seems crazy, but these are the characters that you all, me, and Maxwell created in the video game. Maxwell says, Well, thanks for stating the obvious, Grace. Jackson then says, Unbelievable! And asks, Dad, how are they going to fit in with our world? Maxwell replies, Son, son, chill, they'll blend in perfectly with us. They look like us, they just have abilities that we don't have. All I need to do is get them some clothes, and they'll be fine. Maxwell then says, I hate to break it to you four, but the blueprints in the machine I built were on the counter in the building that was destroyed when I was testing the machine. They were the only thing I couldn't recover from it. I'm sorry. The machine took myself, Grace, and my team a year to create, and making another would take us even longer without the blueprints. Grace then replies, Hopefully this one works. Maxwell says, Grace, trust me, this time it will. We just have to find out where we fell. Colby says, So basically we're stuck here on this unknown rock with people who are probably not gonna like us? Alexa then replies, Colby, stop complaining. We don't have time for that today. Our only choice is to put faith in what the creator can do at the moment. Colby then says, <sighs> Whatever, Alexa. Alexa then says, Creator, we didn't come empty-handed. And then the four pull out the devices again. Maxwell then looks at the devices the four are holding. 
Three of them are holding one device while Alexa is holding two of them. Alexa says, Here you go. And hands Maxwell one of the prisms. Maxwell says, Oh my god, I can't believe these are the digital prisms I created. They have the power to transform the user into Power Rangers and get them access to swords and weapons. Lion then says, Are human women pretty, creator? Alexa then says, Lion, not today. Becky then says, So, the creator is there anywhere we can relax? It's been a lot to take in today. Meanwhile, in the nearby forest, a dark light manifests into a ship and it lands on the ground. The ship is shaped like a rectangle and has an exterior that is black with purple stripes on each side with huge blasters poking from the top of it. The interior is plastered with a golden decor and is filled with databases and machines. Four beings step off the ship and into the forest of Earth. The leader of the group named Cyan directly looks outside and says, Sheila, where are we? This looks nothing like the world we are trying to conquer. Zila looks at the ship's computers and then replies, Yes, Master. This isn't just a different world. This is also a different dimension we're in. It appears we've been brought to the planet Earth. It's a planet that's only been described in the universe we're from. It has such life forms as animals and humans. Plus, it has no Edenites, might I add. And the planet can also sustain other life, such as plants, and has resources such as water, minerals, etc. Roper then says, Don't underestimate them. Even if they don't have the Edenites, they may have the equivalent. Cyan says, Roper, you heard her. There are no Edenites, so that means there would be no threat to our conquest. These weak humans and other life forms could be useful to us. I say we conquer this dimension, take over this planet, and use everyone who defies us as slaves. Zila replies, Master, the nearest city is a tech giant that houses some of the biggest tech industries in this world. It's named San Hernando, California. Cyan says, This shall be the first place to witness our wrath. Roger, you're up first. Go make those humans suffer and bow down to me. Rogue responds and says, Yes, master. Whatever you desire. Racer replies, Why does he get to go first? I would have liked to make these humans crumble beneath your feet, master. Cyan then replies, Razor, stay in your place! You will have your role soon in conquering this planet. Now sit and wait for your chance. Racer replies, Yes, master. Groper then mumbles under his breath, Ignoramus. Racer looks at him with a face of disdain. Rogior says, Razor and Groper, don't worry, you guys might not get to join the battle, but on the bright side, you'll get to witness me at my best. Back at the base, Maxwell responds by saying, Yeah, Becky, we do, but you'll have to bear with me. Guys, your tribal clothing is nice, but you'll have to wear something to blend in with our world first. Also, Grace, I'll need you to check to see if anything else came to this world. I feel like there may be even more that came here. Grace then goes into the other room and says, I think we have some company. Maxwell comes back from the room with clothes and says, Here's some clothes. The four then depart and go to the bathroom to change their clothes. The four then depart and go to the bathroom to change their clothes. 
The four steps back out and gaze at their new attires as Alexa is dressed in a silver t-shirt, blue jeans, and tennis shoes. Colby is dressed in a green dress jacket, green dress pants, and casual shoes. Lion is dressed in a yellow tropical shirt and khaki shorts, and sandals. Lastly Becky is dressed in a pink summer dress and black high heels. The four become shocked and awed over their new attires. Lion says, I like these new clothes. Colby then says, It isn't better than what we had, but it works for now. An alarm then rings from the ranger's prisms and on the screen Rogier is seen with an army of pixels ravaging through the forest. Maxwell then replies and says, I knew you would. I know good style, but we don't have time to bask in it. I need you guys to have your prisms on you at all times. It looks like you guys weren't the only ones who came here. The Chaos Squadron has followed you and I need you guys to use the powers that you were gifted to stop them. Maxwell then says, Everyone, we are ceasing all other operations to combat the Chaos Squadron as of today. I suggest you guys better hurry up and get down there before the forest is in pieces. Roderick says, Sir, are you sure? How are you going to make money? Maxwell then says, In all honesty, I do have enough saved up in investments and stocks to take care of my grandkids. Maybe even my great-great-great-great-great-grandkids. Grace says, Sir, come back to Earth. Maxwell then says, Right. As an old ranger once said, guys, it's time for you to suit up and kick into action. Lion then says, We can never catch a break from those guys. Alexa says, I know this isn't important, but I have one question. Who's going to use the fifth prism? Somebody from another world is supposed to join us in the fight. Maxwell replies, Don't worry, Alexa, I'll figure this out. I got this. As he grips the prism, he then looks over at them and says, I assume you guys know how to morph. Colby then replies, Of course we do. Now stand back and let us handle the rest so we can get this over with already. Maxwell then stands back and nods his head in agreement. Alexa then looks at the other four and says, Are you guys ready? Lion with excitement in his voice says, As ready as we'll ever be. Colby annoyingly says, Oh, brother. The four then nod their heads in agreement. All four pull out their digital prisms with different colored cartridges, insert them in the sides of the prism and press the button with a ranger icon on it and says, Digital prism! Digitize! All four then go into a morphing sequence and then prisms alongside digital grids form around them and crystallizes into Power Rangers suits. On the other side of the room Jackson is watching from afar and says in his head, That was the most coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. I've only watched Power Rangers on TV and not in person. Back in the forest, Rogier and metallic insect-like creatures are causing havoc until the rangers arrive in the forest. Rogier says, Keep charging ahead. We will start with this force. Then, go into the city pixels. These life forms will know what hit them. The rangers then arrive and Alexa says, There they go! Let's take them on! The four agree and charge at the pixels and Rogier. As the rangers are charging at Rogier, he says, I can't believe it. You rangers are here too. I'm gonna make you regret that you followed us here. Pixels, make an example out of them. Colby says, Why don't you go back to being Zion's bitch? 
This world isn't even worth conquering. Rogira replies. <laughs> you will be the first I'll make an example out of. Lion then pushes Colby aside. Lion roars loudly and says, Let's go! And the sound wave amplifies from the roar and knocks the pixels back. The rangers engage in battle against pixels hitting them with punches and kicks. The rangers then jump back and Lion says, We've taken some of them out, but there's still a lot of them. Alexa replies, Let's summon our weapons! The rangers then pull out their prisms and scroll through the weapons selection screen on the prisms to find their weapons. The weapons then synchronize in their hands. Alexa says, Dolphin Trident! Lion says, Lion Mallet! Colby says, Dear shot! Leopard Bow! The rangers then charge back into battle against the pixels. Alexa slices them down with her trident. Lion knocks them down across the forest with his mallet. Colby shoots them down with his gun. Becky hits them with her bow and arrow with pinpoint accuracy. After the rangers take down the pixels Rogur says, You may have beat the pixels, but you won't beat me. I will claim victory over you, in the name of Scion. Rogur then blasts the four with his hand cannons and the four fall back after being hit. While on the ground Colby says, Man those blasts were powerful, it looks like we might need to go into beast mode guys. Alexa then says, I don't know if we can do that in this world. Lion says, It's worth a try. During battle the four jump back and says, Beast mode, activate! A light then appears around them and Alexa's fin expands on her helmet and fins grow on her forearms. Colby's antlers grow on his helmet, Lion grows claws like a lion, and Becky develops leopard spots on her suit. All of their suits then develop four black grid lines around their left arms. Becky says, We can activate beast mode? Just like in the game? Everybody then turns around and nods their heads. Alexa jumps in the air with her fins and decks Rogure. Lion slices Rogure with his claws. Colby charges towards Rogure and rams him into a tree. Becky then creeps upon Rogure while he's on the ground with her camouflage ability and kicks him across the forest. Rogure gets up and looks at them and says, <laughs> You four stronger than usual today. Lion says, We got more in store where that came from. The four pull out their beast blasters. The four charge at Rogure with their blasters and shoot him with it. All five then blast Rogure together with their blasters and he flies in the air and falls into the nearby river. Back at the base Jackson stares at the digital prism that was left behind and Maxwell looks at him and says, I know what you're thinking, I'm not letting you go out there and get yourself killed. Jackson replies, But Dad, I've been waiting for an opportunity like this my whole life. Maxwell then says, You've never even been in a fight and you expect me to feed you to the wolves like this? This isn't a time for you to be making hasty decisions like that. I can't risk losing you. Jackson then says, Dad, I know more than you think. I do. I could take those guys down. Maxwell then says, Keep dreaming, son. It's not going to happen anytime soon. Jackson then says, One day, you're going to have to stop micromanaging my life. I can make my own choices. I'm an adult now. Maxwell then says, You might be an adult, but as long as you're in my house, you'll live by my rules. 
After all, I was the mind behind everything that you've seen happen today. I think I can handle the situation better than you, son. Roderick says, Sir, with all due respect, there's a difference between being smart and being physically fit for a fight. Let me or Stone use the prism. Grace then says, I'm not saying that Jackson would be the best for this, but I don't know about you going out there either. Think about the decision you're making. Maxwell looks at the prism and thinks about what he may risk going out there on the battlefield. Back on the Chaos Empire ship, Cyan says, Sila, give the pixels upgrades. Send them back out there. We can't allow a general to lose. Zila then takes a black cartridge out and inserts it in the ship's creation machine. Back in the forest, the rangers have the upper hand against Rogure. Rogure then says, you won't win this time. Colby then says, Ha, huh, let's see you make an example of us now. Pixels with stronger body armor and bigger guns then walk up. Alexa then says, Watch out! The Pixels pick up their guns and shoots at the rangers as they're walking towards Rogure. They try to move but fall back as they're being hit with blasts. Alexa says, They come back even stronger. Rogure then says, These enhancements Zila put on the Pixels are genius. I will have to repay her for this. Rogure then proceeds to blast Alexa. The blast knocks her back. At the base Maxwell is still contemplating whether he should join the fight. Jackson says to him, Dad, no offense, but those guys are going to make quick work of you, Mr. Roderick, and Stone. You guys have to secure the base. I'm the guy, Dad. I can handle this. Maxwell then thinks about when he saw Jackson doing spin kicks and punch combinations on a practice dummy the week prior in his room. Maxwell then says in his head, Maybe he is the right guy to put in the suit. Last week was my first time seeing him fight anything. Maxwell then responds and says, Okay, son, but you had to give me your word that you'll be vigilant and you'll listen to my command. Jackson says, Okay, Dad. I promise. As the rangers are laying on the ground defenseless in the forest, Rogier charges his blaster on his arm and then suddenly Jackson swoops in and grabs his arm. Rogier then throws him on the ground and Becky says, Jackson, go home. I don't want to see you get hurt. Colby says, Yeah, man, listen to her. This isn't a situation you want to be on the receiving end of. Jackson then replies, I will protect anything from any danger on this planet. I won't allow this bum to hurt anybody else. Rogier then says, <laughs> What are you going to do, human? You don't stand a chance against me. Rogier then blasts Jackson and he falls. Jackson gets back up and says, As of today, by my father's blessing, this is my fight too. Jackson pulls out the digital prism, inserts a red cartridge in it and presses the button with a ranger icon on it and says, This the prism! Digitize! He then goes into a morphing sequence and a prism alongside digital grids form around him and crystallizes into a red Power Ranger suit. Jackson says, You forgot about me. Colby then says, Wait, he's the Avatar? Alexa says, It appears he is. Becky says, I told you he would come to us. 
Colby then says, Let's hope he doesn't get killed. That will be hard for the creator to deal with. Lyon then says, I think he's got this. Just like his dad said. Jackson jumps in the air and waves his hand in a motion like a sparrow and says, Dish the beast, Red Ranger. Jackson says, Beast mode, activate. And a backpack attaches itself to Jackson's back and sprouts wings from its sides like a bird while four black grid lines form on his left arm. The other four look at him and Alexa says, So he's the one that's supposed to fight alongside us. Jackson then says, You're damn right. Jackson then flies in the air, attacks the pixels and takes them down one by one. Maxwell then says over the speakers in the suit, Son, be careful while you're flying in the air. Jackson replies, I got this, Dad. Jackson then flies around Rogueur and hits him. Jackson then summons his weapon, the Sparrow Saber. Jackson lands back on the ground and slashes Rogueur with the saber and Rogueur kicks him back which causes him to falter in the air. Jackson then does a backflip and lands on his feet. Jackson then runs back towards Rogueur and waves his saber at Rogueur and slices him with it a few times. Jackson then jumps up and kicks Rogueur. Jackson then says, Come on guys, let's put our weapons together, and let's finish him. All five of the rangers take their weapons out. Alexa then says, How did you know our weapons could combine together? Lyon then says, Yeah, how do you know about the combination techniques? They are sacred. Jackson replies, Let's just say, my dad gave me some tips before I showed up. Colby then says, Let's not waste time with this and give him a chance to escape. The rangers then put their weapons together and form a bazooka. The rangers aim their weapon at Rogier and says, Beast bazooka, dynamic finish! Jackson then presses the trigger and the blast flies through Rogier and rips him apart. His last words are, How? How could I be beaten by an inferior life form? Rogier is then destroyed. Jackson celebrates and says, I can get used to this. Lion replies, Well, he made his point to me. Colby says, He's still living, so I guess that means he is the Avatar. Becky then replies in an amazed tone and says, Jackson, I knew the Avatar would find us one day. I didn't think you'd be him, though. Jackson says, Me either, Becky. This is new information to me, too while Lion and Alexa nod their heads in agreement. Back on the Chaos Empire's ship, Racer says, What? Rogar was a general! How was he defeated by mere Earthling? What a disappointment. Groper then says, That was impressive. Cyan replies and says, Ha! It wasn't that impressive! Zila, give him a reset! Zila then presses a button on the ship and replies, <laughs> Yes, master. A giant cartridge then appears in the air and transforms into Rogior. Rogior says, I, I will have my revenge. The rangers look up at Rogior. Jackson says, Okay, what the hell is going on? Alexa then says, He was given a reset. When that happens, the monster grows bigger, and we usually call on the Zords. Which we don't have in this case.
Maxwell then says over the speakers in the suit. Rangers, Grace has discovered other parts that have leaked into the real world and scattered across the world, even the swords. She found some of your swords by a nearby bay. Now would be the time to call on them. Alexa says, All right, Jackson, follow us. Look at your prism and press the Zord button. Jackson replies and says, These things sure are crafty. My dad has some imagination. The five then press the button with the Zord logo on it. The Zords then light up and charge from the base to the battlefield. The Zords then all appear on the battlefield and the Rangers board the Zords. Jackson says, Red Sparrow Zord, charge! Alexis says, Silver Dolphin Zord, charge! Lion says, Yellow Lion Zord, charge! Colby says, Green Deer Zord, charge! Becky says, Pink Leopard Zord, charge! As the rangers board the cockpits of their zords they see chairs with the logos of their respective animals behind him and gaming controllers appearing in their suit colors with different buttons for different functions. As the zords are charging at Rogure, the Chaos Empire sends ships with pixels inside to help Rogure. The rangers avoid the blasts from the ships and destroy the ships. Lion with his zords mouth blasts. Jackson with his Zord's flight abilities, Alexa with her Zord's fin, Becky with her Zord's claws, and Colby with his Zord's antlers. As the other four are taking out the ships, Colby sees the forest lit on fire from the explosions and decides to grab his controller and activates his Zord's exhaust system to put the fire out. Jackson then presses different buttons on his controller and his Zord attacks Rogier with its beak. Rogure then gets up from the attack and says, <laughs> I'm still standing. You'll have to try harder than that. All the Zords line up with each other. The prisms then light up inside the Zords and Jackson says, What does it want? Alexa responds with, It wants us to fuse together. Lyon says, Finally, we will get to pilot the Megazord for the first time. I'm excited. Yeah. Alexa then says, Of course. Everybody, let's form the Megazord! Alright, Jackson, press the Megazord button on your controller, along with us. Jackson replies with, Okay. While in the cockpit of the Sparrow Zord, Jackson grabs the controller and presses the button with the Megazord logo on it. The Zords then come together and configure into a Megazord with Lion's Zord forming the torso, Colby's Zord forming the head, Alexa's Zord forming the left leg. Becky's Zord forming the right leg, and Jackson's Zord forming into the Megazord's back with its wings, while the arms pop out from its sides. A sword then appears from the air into the Megazord's hand. Jackson, Colby, Lan, Becky and Alexa say, Ditch to Beast Megazord! Jackson says, Wow, I'm in an actual Megazord, and not just sitting witnessing it. Rogura replies, It doesn't matter how many machines you put together, you're going down. Jackson then says, Let's show him what happens when he messes with us. The five pilot the Megazord to charge towards Rogure. The Megazord goes towards Rogure and engages in a fight with him. The Rangers then pilot a Megazord to punch Rogure. The punch knocks Rogure back and the Megazord moves back towards Rogure. Jackson says, Everybody, let's end this.
and the five rangers press buttons on the game controllers inside the Zord and say, Digital Beast Megazord Final Slash! The Megazord waves its sword and slashes Rogure in a forward motion. Rogure then falls over and his body bursts into an explosion. As the explosion clears up Jackson says, That level has been cleared. Later that day the five rangers walk in the base helmet less and everyone is clapping congratulating them on a job well done, Maxwell says. Son, you really showed me that you can handle things on your own today. I'm proud of you. Jackson says. Thanks, Dad. Maxwell then says. When I peeped in to check on you a week ago, I meant to ask you this. Where did you learn those moves? Jackson says. I've been training in martial arts for years. Maxwell says, How could you not tell me? Jackson replies and says, Well, you would have been acting all overprotective and everything. That's why. Maxwell says, I apologize. You certainly are more qualified to be a ranger than I thought. Jackson then says, Don't beat yourself up. I understand. Maxwell then says, Once again, son, I'm proud of you and I'm sure your mother would be too. Lyon then says, Look guys, we're on TV! The mayor says, We would like to formally thank the Power Rangers. Our city is in good hands thanks to them. This city supports their efforts. Jackson then smiles and Colby says, <clears throat> You might be smiling now, but when things get hard, it'll go away. Lyon then says, Stop being such a damn stick in the mud. Colby then says, Whatever, man. And walks off. Jackson then says, He sure is intense. Becky rebuttals, Don't worry about him. He'll warm up to you eventually. Jackson replies, Yeah, change can be a handful to deal with. 